0: What is up, Mets fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Mets' Up Podcast. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I got to do the intros. Good point. Good point. Good I got to point. The intros. Mets one another series. Me, James, back on the intros. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Mets' Up Podcast. Mets just wrapped up what kind of feels like it was probably their best season of the entire year sweeping the Cleveland Guardians at home. A lot of drama, lots of come from behind victories, some great starting pitching performances, lots of long balls like we all love. And we're going to get to all that in a second. But first, if you guys like what you're watching, like what you're hearing, Follow us on all social media at MetsDup, M-E-T-S-D-U-P. Check us out on the Mets YouTube channel if you want to watch the video version of this podcast. And now to bring in Mark because, oh my God, that was amazing. Sweep. Sweep. Yes. Positive episode again. We do it again. Yes. High five. I love it. It just feels really good. It feels really good to play. Good baseball. Win games. Just just being happy, just being happy about Mets baseball is so refreshing. I love it. I love when we get to do these episodes, Like some complete baseball games too. Got Literally. big performances from players in all facets of the organization this weekend. Starting lineup, guys on the bench, starting rotation, guys in the bullpen. It was cohesive. We were in sync. It was it was beautiful baseball. The Mets took a series from a team they're better than, and it felt it felt really good, and it felt like. Felt like a lot has come back to this team, this organization, to this fan base over the last couple of days. It was a couple episodes ago you brought up the fact that it felt like the Mets weren't getting those wins that they got last year. Those yeah. games that were in reach that they ended up winning because they just like did a couple things better than the other team. These last few series, it has felt like last year's Mets, where it they're has. start they're getting those big hits, they're getting on base, they're rallying, they're making these teams work. This series was a fantastic job all around, pitching, hitting. Weirdly enough, the bullpen probably struggled the most out of yeah, anything. Ironically. But, like, it was just a really, really well played series that ended with a sweep. And a five-game win streak for the Mets. And this is, there's something that's now starting to happen with this team that was happening a lot last year that got them hot early where it's never over. Never. These games are never over. It doesn't matter how much we're down by. It doesn't matter what time it is in the game. It doesn't matter when the last team scored their runs. It's literally never over. And we're going to jump around a little bit and, of course, go through every single game like we always do. But that was really, really felt in game one on Sunday. Yeah. When the Mets go down in the eighth inning and they are losing. First inning. Well, well, no. First thing, no. I'm talking about oh, when oh, they oh. went down, like when they went down the eighth inning, when the Guardians had the big four-run inning. Sunday. Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My days are on Mets. There you up. go. Yeah. And then it takes less than seven minutes for the Mets to come back. Yeah. Starling Marte, the two-run homer. I there's there's one fan who I um who I DM with all the time. Buckeye, shout out Sam. You know who you are. He literally like sent me a message and was like, wow. Mets blew another one. And then Leatherly I didn't answer him. Seven minutes later, he said, oh my God, the Mets are back. And I was like, all right, man. It took seven minutes. I was, uh, we just came back from a luncheon. We were watching, I was watching the game back home in New Jersey. Drove back for uh, Sunday Night Baseball. Had to be here for the recording knowing there was a sweep on the line. And, and just a great pitcher's duel. Oh, of course. an ASOF. Verlander versus Justin Bieber. Or Justin Bieber. Shane Bieber. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was good. It's been a long day. I've been up since 8 o'clock. <laughs> but the ballpark's in 1230. Yeah, that's a lot of baseball. A lot of baseball. A lot of baseball. But yeah, Justin Bieber on the mound. No, uh, Shane Bieber. We got to see some Cy Young guys today. That's why I know you were especially in the ballpark. there oh, were yeah. like some pitching matchups you had to see. Max Scherzer versus Tanner Bybee. Another ace off. Yeah, I mean, it was just, it was really, really nice. But yeah, like when, when they did go down in game one, my mom came into the room and was watching it was me and my dad watching. She came in, they gave up the run. She she walked out immediately. She's like, I know I know the <laughs> way that, to do I know how this works. I'm just gonna leave. And we're like, it's not you, don't worry about it. She goes, Nope, I gotta do this. I came in, they started playing poorly, starting Marte right back. But we should probably start it off with game one. Yeah. And game one, there was a lot to talk about, but also similar to how we kind of talked about some of the exciting wins against the Rays. There was a couple different things to talk about that aren't Really super elated. Just yes. get out of the way. We got to talk about Carlos Carrasco. Let's do because it. Because he did come back after about a month on the shelf. And well, he gave up a three-run home run at Josh Naylor in the first inning, which tipped the cap to me. Major jinx right there. <laughs> I said the Guardians have the least home runs in all baseball, <laughs> and they come out the first inning of the first game and smack a home run. Did it in game three, too. Yep, they sure did. <laughs> and and then even hit another big home run in the late innings of this game. Got basically most of the runs via the long ball. It was unsightly. Now Carlos Carrasco this season, similar to the, his first year with the Mets, twenty twenty one, The 13 ERA in the first inning. It's not great. No. It was something that has plagued him before. But and while he did give up a few more runs on some dinks and dunks later, there were a lot of things that actually, I think, were at least mildly encouraging about Carlos 100%. Carrasco here. I mean, I sent you, like, while I was watching the game immediately, I was like, Carlos Carrasco just threw 94. Like, that, that right there, the velo being up is really, really big for a guy like Carrasco, who we know his secondary pitches are not as sharp as they once were, especially, you know, come back from the injury now, too. But the ability to have a little bit more velocity than he did at the beginning of the year, I think his average was kind of sitting like 91-ish. Yeah, and He was able to average around 92, which doesn't mm-hmm. sound like a lot, but that that mile-per-hour difference could be huge for a guy like Carrasco. And you saw it, too. He got a lot of swing and misses. Like I know that sounds weird because I think everybody wants to say he had a bad start, but like you dive a little bit deeper, and the fastball was really effective. The changeup was really effective. It was just pretty much the slider that he couldn't get any whiffs, but he did some stuff well. And he got to 80 pitches, and it was only five innings. And his velocity was ticking down as every single inning went off. And he did... There was just a lot, of, a lot of guys on base, again, a lot of dinks and dunks. But the fact that that fastball was 94 for at least a period of time shows me something's there. And we can't really forget that less than a year ago, Carlos Carrasco won 15 games. And this yeah. is not the wins podcast. We don't talk about wins. <laughs> but at minimum, a win means that you pitched five innings and you didn't give up a lot of runs. All probably we it's all that's all we need. That's great. From the guy in the back of your rotation, that's incredible. And I do still think that Carrasco kind of has that. And you talked about the changeup. You really found that changeup as for the first inning especially against left-handed batters. And the Guardians have a lot of lefties in this lineup and a lot of switch hitters. Yeah. So as a righty, you're facing a lot of lefties. And he got five whiffs on it, and he was really finding the edges. When in the first inning, when he really was not easy, was getting guys out was a bit of an issue. He wasn't getting the edges that that changeup. He only threw two in the first inning also, and he yeah. started throwing a lot more the rest of the game. I'm going to send Vito two images so you guys can see the side-by-side of Carrasco against lefties in the first inning and Carrasco against lefties the entire game. And you'll see how many more changeups and how many of those were really dotted on that low-out corner right there. And I think I think that was a good thing. And I don't know. I'm like I think I think there's at least still a pitcher we need in here, and that's someone who's going to go out there and pitch. That's I feel, important. I feel optimistic. Like, which sounds weird uh, after a start where you give a bunch of runs like that, but sure. like it really was kind of just like two bad pitches, mm-hmm. really at the end of the day. So I, I feel optimistic. I feel better. I also feel better because they won. Yeah, totally. I definitely feel be, better because It would be much different if the game didn't end this yeah, way. Definitely, but. I mean, like, that's the other thing you got to talk about, too, here, is Carrasco at least gave us a chance to stay in this game. Yeah. With the way that he performed, it wasn't great enough to win it, but it was good enough to keep us in the game. And then the offense, I mean, the young guys. We have an electric offense right now. <laughs> the young guys. Let the kids play. They're, I mean, they're just so—I I, I love the just the youth of Alvarez, Beatty, Vientos. It's incredible to watch these guys play day in and day out. These guys are teaming with swagger. They have, like, a real vigor. They look like having a lot of fun out there so like, much with each fun. other and the rest of the team. They're happy. They're smiling. They're doing celebrations on the bases again, finally. Yeah. Like, I feel like the first month, we didn't see any of, like, the, the slap ass, or I think Pete did, like, Pete a did little wiggle. These. Yeah, he did a little arm thing. He's been, you know, making some gestures. I know so what else the, Pete's
1: uh, doing. He's, yeah, yeah Pete's, You've noticed it, right? I mean, listen. Yeah.
0: Francisco Alvarez has so much tea, it's just dripping to the rest of the team. And I think Pete Alonso's caught a little bit of it. I've got, He's a little I've contagious. Got, I've got
1: one. Ready? This is the line for Pete. Thrust the process. What do you guys Ooh, think? Oh, my God. Thrust the
0: process. So yeah, that's that's right on brand with your horrible puns, John. But I kind of like it. John, John is ready to get into a new class of jokes, too. Yes. And that's like a perfect start of it. What do you I mean? think we
2: should start doing that after every episode thrusts,
0: thrust each other
1: after every episode, every other, you know what I mean, I I feel like now it's kind of,
0: say it, yeah, just say it, John, John's about to be a father, so congratulations to John, that's really big news for him, so he's talking about thrusting, and the whole new brand of jokes for him, of course, dad jokes, Back to Francisco Alvarez, lots yeah. of tea. <laughs> Got off topic. We, su- we sweep a series and we start to have some fun. We're, fun. we're in the ballpark. I've been, I've been here for like 12 hours. I'm not, not 12. I've been here for 10 hours. I'm getting delirious. Yeah, of, of course. course. Yeah. It's, I mean, Francisco Alvarez, at, at bat for the home run too. The Mets were down big at that point. He and big. he was down one-two in the at bat itself. And he looked at the pitch that was kind of a waste. He fouled off a couple of nice ones. And then he took one very close. It wasn't a strike. And he found the home run. And that felt like it really did kind of make everyone once again believe, like, okay, we're back in this game. That home run was the sixth of Francisco Alvarez's career. And that's becoming pretty relevant because, as we say all the time in the show, how young is he, James? He's the youngest catcher in baseball. He's the youngest starting catcher in almost 30 years. <laughs> he's, he's, he's the first guy since Joe Mauer is going to be on pace to get like even 100 plate appearances before turning 22 for a major league team. His sixth home run now puts him one behind Joe Mauer for the most home runs by a 21-year-old. old most. But since 2000. Oh, okay, okay. Second most since 1990, because Pudge played like three full seasons before he turned 22 <laughs> years old, because he's one of the greatest catchers of all time. But it's just, it's, every single day, it gets crazier and crazier, what Francisco Alvarez is doing on a regular basis. At the plate, his power, the plate discipline, defensively, even just like what he's exa- like, showing right now is just a player in a clubhouse and a dugout. And we it, we felt it when we interviewed him. Because yes. he... We went to Brooklyn in 2021, got an interview with Francisco Alvarez. Shout out to Ernie for being our translator. Let's go, Ernie. Great. Ven- 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 Venezuelan native. Amazing for the dialect. Oh, fantastic. Incredible. But when we were like, had our microphones in the dugout doing things, Alvarez came up to us and was like, yo, 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 yo. He was and messing like, around yeah. with us. Literally. Like, he was like having fun, like joking around. Like he was kind of ruling the team. And only a few weeks after that, he had that really viral moment where he hit the game-winning home run against the Yankees affiliate, yeah. who... We were at the game against the Yankees affiliate, too. We almost watched a, a brouhaha might between have, the Cyclones been, and the Yankees. Might have incited it a little, little bit. Too. We were having a little fun. We were we were, we were we were kind of high from interviewing Francisco Alvarez and Ronnie Mauricio, so we were really having a fun time. But, yeah, so just whatever what Alvarez is doing right now, on the field, off the field, every single thing, is so encouraging. Like, he... It feels like we're watching a superstar be born. Oh, 100%. I mean, we we saw him start off a little bit cold. That's going to happen. He's been swinging the bat well. I told you, I had a couple comments that I, I wanted to bring up. One was when we were watching him catch, and we talked about it last episode about how impressed we are with him catching. But if yeah. you had no idea who this guy was, if you didn't know anything about him and you just watched him play, you'd be like, this is a really really good player, you wouldn't think he's 21 years old. You wouldn't think he's a rookie. You wouldn't think that scout said this guy couldn't catch defensively. You would have no clue because he's very good at all this stuff. Keith even had that comment. He was yeah. like, this kid looks good. It's like 23, like 21. He's like, really? And then like watching him hit home runs is fun, but I just have fun watching this guy just, just like taking a pitch. Just walk around. Yeah. Just walk it. The way he walks up to the plate, like the swag is, is unreal. And I really do think it is spread throughout this entire team. The vibes are as as low as they maybe once were, they're super, super good right yeah. now. Bravado, Machismo, whatever you want to call it, it's like palpable and it's it's here. And then this even got better because Brett Bailey then hit a home run right after this. A laser beam opposite field. Now I heard him talk about this after the game, where he said that he's gotten so good at go opposite field power because when he was in high school and he was a prolific power hitter. Everyone to start pitching him outside yeah so he's like if I can't hit this outside pitch over the wall, what am I ever going to be So that's how he' really trained himself to be able to go with that outside pitch and send it over the wall the other way. Yeah the fact that they have these young kids who like have the the prospect status around them they have like the the pedigree and they hit the ball really hard These are all things that like me and you who we, we try to tell you guys about this all the time like hitting the baseball hard is probably just like the most important thing that anybody can do at the plate probably. and the fact that all three of these guys do it, consistently, and hit the ball hard, and just constantly match. Like there's good outcomes that are going to come, and we're starting to see them. And two years ago, we had Matt Eddy on this podcast, the editor-in-chief of Baseball America. Friend Shout of, out, Matt. Friend of the program, listening right now. He said that at that Futures game, where two, that was 2021, these two took batting practice, and everybody knew something was happening. They like stopped and watched. Like this, 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 these guys both hit the ball incredibly hard. And at this point, when Bailey hit the home run, the stat courtesy of John, seven of the Mets' last 14 home runs were the kids. Vientos, Beatty, Alvarez. And... After this game, or it might have been after the Thursday game, Beatty finally had enough plate appearances to qualify. Mm-hmm. So we finally got his sliders on Baseball Savant. Ooh. I'm going to send these to Vito as well because Brett Beatty's sliders on Baseball Savant is all that beautiful red ink you guys want to see. So good. Chase rate, exit velocity, it's strikeout rate, walk rate, outs above average even if they're in base. Okay. Yeah. Let, me, I, let me take a look at no, this. I got them right here. Look, they're beautiful. They're let see, yeah, let's see this incredible this is. A hard hit a lot, rate. That's a lot of red. That's a lot of it's red. Right that's a lot of red for, uh, for a 23 year old, again, his first time around the bigs. pretty, pretty impressive. Pretty impressive. And then there's still more in this game. This game, this it was had, the chaos. By game. this point, it hadn't even started yet. No, it actually, hasn't. Which started. Is, yeah, we should probably keep keep this going a little bit. The but... Mets brought it, like, what, to 5 3, right? It was Seven, 5 3. No, it was 5 3, oh, yeah. I think, at that time. And Leone came in, gave up some runs. Uh, Steven Ngosik, whatever happened. But then the offense just answered right back. Right back immediately, and that was something that we noticed in the National Series that yes. we brought up on this podcast was how it seemed like there was a turning point where they were like, "We're not going to let this happen anymore." Yes. I know they did play a little bit more bad baseball after that, but Fight. this was this was a like a, a 2022 Mets moment right now where it was like, "We're down. We just had a bad inning. We're not done yet. Getting guys on base, and then it it comes to a crescendo as you put in the notes. Yeah, with Pete Alonso hitting an absolute bomb of a grand slam. Yeah, opposite field too. It just it, was, it looked like pandemonium on television. I was really, really jealous I, I didn't come me to that so, game. Yeah. Like, it, it looked like a circus. Like been, you, It's been a crazy week for both of us. We were in Miami for like 24 hours yeah, straight with no it sleep. That was a lot. Friday, Saturday, I did nothing. I, it really caught up with me. <laughs> And, and this was just, this was a beautiful moment. Also, May, uh, May 19th, that was the date of the game on Friday. It's my dad's birthday. Shout out, dad. Shout out also Ooh. his twin sister, Mary. She's not listening, but she deserves a shout out. Your dad's a twin? My dad's a twin, yeah. Wow. You know my dad was a twin? No, I no, no Yeah, he's a twin. That's crazy. Yeah, and him and his twin spent the birthday together today, this year. First time How nice. in a while. How nice. But we look back, because I was talking to my dad on Saturday, hung out with him for his birthday in the city, and he was like, yeah, I, f- I feel like I remember last year, Pete did the same thing on my birthday. And we went back, and last year, May 19th, was a day game against the Cardinals, where Pete hit the walk-off home run wow. off Gallegos in the 10th inning. Your boy, Giovanni Gallegos. No, I don't like that guy. And some more stats courtesy of John over here. That was Pete's 71st home run in City Field. Tied Lucas Duda for the most home runs in City Field history.
1: I know John's been dying
0: for a John's Lucas Duda shout-out. Well, John's really upset about that because Lucas Duda is his favorite player ever.
1: <laughs> Pete almost hit two home runs in Game 3 of the series. Yeah. And that was kind of like, it was a, to quote you guys, bittersweet moment. <laughs> I was like, I had the I had the graphic ready, but I was like, oh, come on, don't do that to Gouda for a <laughs> no. second place. Let's win it a different way.
0: <laughs> yeah, right? And tied Raphael Devers the most grand slams that started last season. Huh. I've never hit one before, which is kind of shocking.
1: That is kind of shocking. Actually, no, I messed that up. He actually has more. I just remembered. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. He boo. was tied. He has one more. Boo. Do your job. Yeah. Johnny knows oh, I, got I got it. I got it. I, I, I figured Stavis. it out.
2: Can I tell you guys something real quick about that Cardinals game last year? You can. Yeah. I was watching that game on the runway waiting to go to Italy. Wow. Nice. I was watching it on my phone. Ischia? Uh, on my way to Ischia, yes. Mm. On the runway waiting to, waiting to leave. As the plane is pulling up, I see the Mets give up the lead. I lose Wi-Fi for about three and a half hours, and that's all tough. I could do was sit there and think about the game. That's a, t- that's a <laughs> tough time to lose Wi-Fi. I sitting there just trying to get Wi-Fi back, just trying to get Wi-Fi back. I finally get it
0: in, I think, four and a half hours into the flight.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I see the Mets won. I start going crazy. Let's
0: go Mets. <laughs> Let's go Mets. That's like that moment where you're like, how much money would you pay for something that in your normal life is like really nominal? It's like I'd pay $16 for the Wi-Fi right now just, I paid. just to see the Mets score. Yeah, yeah, I paid
2: for the high, I paid for the full yeah, like uh, the high flight. grade Wi-Fi
0: just so I can get I'm, that. I'm a outfit. big I'm a big pay for the Wi-Fi on the plane guy. It really depends on like the flight for me. Sometimes I do, sometimes just like, you know, not in the mood. Sometimes Three I hours, like to zone out. Three hours is just, you shouldn't pay though. Too quick. Fly Delta. Yeah. Fly Delta. Delta. Yeah. Delta's
2: giving out a lot of free Wi-Fi, and yeah, Delta's a proud Del- partner of the Mets. <laughs> I was about to <laughs> say. <they're, laughs>
0: there it is. The company man, Vito. <laughs> no free ads, and there we go. Perfect. And then uh, Drew Smith gave up a home run at Gabriel Arias. In Heartbreaking. The, in the 10th. Literally also after I said he's been a good little player but hasn't been <laughs> able to tap into his power, so I really drink the heck it's out unreal. of all this. And as as the Guardians bullpen that I lauded, gave tons of credit <laughs> to, is giving up moonshots to us left and right. And we rally hard in the 10th. Like Mark Vientos comes up, hits a big leadoff single. And you could really feel the difference of like a Mark Vientos ground ball. Yes, <laughs> that thing screams through the infield. Fast. Yeah, and Escobar kind of one of the sneaky most important plays 100%. in this entire game. He pinch ran, and stole second base. Huge. Yes, huge. Yeah, like, Eduardo Escobar, like give him credit, veteran leader. Hasn't been playing as much since Brett Beatty came up. In the roles he has played, though, has been phenomenal. Finding so many ways to contribute to this team. He's really, really been an unsung hero over the last like, few weeks of this team. 100%. And, and holding his own second base as, yeah. as someone in his 30s who hasn't played there in a long time. No, he's doing a really, Pretty really impressive. good job in the new role, and I love it. Yes, and then Alvarez ripped a single to bring him home. Kind of take a little bit of the pressure off a little bit. Well, not really the pressure, because it was still... No that, no, that tied the game. That yeah. tied the game. Yeah, that, that, that tied was... the game, yeah. The kid doesn't feel anything. No, it really doesn't. Oh, because Ventio's home run brought the Ghost Runner home. That was it. I forgot. Yeah. He's got the best tattooed on his neck. I yeah. mean. <laughs> Another stat from John right here. Alvarez, the only player in baseball this year with multiple game tying hits with his team down to his last out.
1: And he did it in three days. <laughs> it's,
0: it's, rid- it's, it's ridiculous. And he's 21. This- <laughs> <laughs> he's he's going to be 21 the whole year. His birthday's <laughs> in November. God, he's so cool. Yeah, he's amazing. I love him so much. And then Lindor walk off against a former team. You can't write it better than that. Nope. Love to see it. Good way to start the series for the Mets in mm-hmm. what could have been a disaster game, could have changed the vibes for the entire series. Instead, yep. the kids, they bring us back. Francisco Lindor gets the big hit for us, and we go into game two and game three with a series lead right now. Before we go into there, though, I just want to also reference, we've been mentioning a little bit how hard these kids hit the ball. The hardest hit balls from the Mets on Friday night. Mark Vientos, Brett Bailey, Francisco Alvarez, Francisco Alvarez, Mark Vientos. Those to hear five hearts at Balls. Yep. And Pete Alonso exists on this team. Don't forget. And the Grand Slam was the next one. And and then Lindor right after that with his fifth inning double. Hell yeah. Oh my God. It was such a good win. I was freaking out. I was. I was losing my mind oh, at the bar. Oh, it was, yeah. I was Jersey uh, City for celebrating my friend's birthday. I was on Discord with my boys watching the game, and I, it was a lot of yelling going on. Like my neighbors, it was because it was a little late too. Yeah. My neighbors, I don't think, were too happy, but they'll have to deal with it. The Mets are winning yeah. games. I'm going to be loud. Mm-hmm. I unwittingly walk into a bar that was like a Yankee bar. They had Ugh. Yankee stuff everywhere. So every TV was Yankees except for two that were on the NBA game. And I go to the guy, I goes, You happy? You have to put the Mets on one of these TVs? Did he? Yes. Okay. He did. Respect. Yeah, so that. I saw Respect yeah, that. Saw it all and it was Which perfect.
1: one was better, that or Tampa? Rank em. I think Tampa was better. You can't rank two things. I wasn't correct. Pick one. Yeah. Fine, pick one. Whatever. I, think, I
0: think Tampa was a little better because we got the we, big home run, the ninth inning. And you know the tenth. I mean? And the tenth, yeah. Like and that the seventh. That was like such more tight excitement. Yeah. Where this game, the excitement was a little bit more spread. And also we were in the ballpark. Yeah, we were in the so ballpark. I, was, I think yeah. I would have more fun. I've
1: run deficit here though. Largest yeah. comeback since the Philly game last year. Wow. That's,
0: that's pretty good. Good stat.
1: There I feel like this He's one back. was more yes. I didn't mess that one up. I feel like this one was a little bit more improbable, honestly. The way the game started, too, like you're down 3-0 in the first inning just Three like that
0: off You did not just <laughs> say 3-0 and think we weren't going to bring it up. John's ready for the football game to see the field this week. <laughs> I was watching
1: Premier League in the morning. I've been up for a lot of hours now. West tough, Ham, tough West loss Ham for leads. Tough <laughs> loss for Arsenal.
2: That was, but, a fun, that was a fun one. I mean, that was one of the best Mets games I've ever been to. I was going yeah. to jealous. One, the Cleveland I'm, game? Uh, on Friday night, yeah. Friday, Friday night Cleveland game. I was yeah. sitting next to my fiance. I'm not going to lie to you. I was down in my feelings. Uh I was sitting there. I was just staring at my phone. I was like, not feeling good. I was just like, whatever. I was like, you know what happens? This stuff kind of happens sometimes. And she was like, no, don't give up. They
0: got this. We're going to come back. Positivity, man. Man Manifestation. Manifestation. And also, I think... Wednesday was a little different because like we were staring down the barrel of what was like seemed to be a team like falling down, yeah, falling yeah, apart. 100%. And this one was like, all right, this game won the series and the next two games are sure' in Verlander. So yeah. it did feel like a little bit different in terms of like a series.
1: Yeah. What was crazy for me, Cleveland entering the series had in their games total, their total runs per game scored and allowed were 7.7. Well, they, they, lose, they lose or win every game by one run. They have the most <laughs> one run games in baseball. They now have 22. Oh my. But like nuts. their games wow. are just so low scoring. And we talked about that in the pregame. Yeah. yeah. And then all of a sudden, you play this 10 9 just barn burner back and forth, just like nothing like you'd expect. Nah. The Mets are bashing homers all over the place. Cleveland had what, two or three that night? Yeah. Homers? Two, two yeah. homers. Two homers. I mean, it was just the most unexpected. I don't know. They're tough. too. Johnny, obviously, great Johnny
2: guys. Stats got in my fiance's head because she was up there sitting in her seats quoting John's stats that he said <laughs> to her in the control room before. She <laughs> was
0: like, I don't know, man. You know, the only thing I'm
2: nervous about is John did say this team doesn't give up a lot of runs. Oh, <laughs> well, you know,
0: you got to listen. You got to everybody, listen. Everybody loves Johnny Stats. When he's when he's on fire, he's money. We're also ridiculously on a five-game win streak where the bullpen's been like, hit or miss on certain days, <laughs> and they're all by one run. Yeah. It's crazy. Every game, I, I think every game is going to come from behind victory. We're as well. like John's yeah. Marlins. <laughs>
1: well, I mean, we'll talk about that later.
0: I mean, we only have to talk about them because we're not going to play them until September, so yeah. there's no well, reason I to talk I about them. I will update you
1: every series they continue to win. <laughs> oh my God! Shall we move it on to the next few games? Yeah, yeah, we got I'm, some rain because, of course, yeah, Mets have to play. Can't, a double can't be that ahead. easy. No, no,
0: no. We can't play three games in three days. Well, three or two games in two days, I should say. Yeah, we can play. play. We did play three games in two yes, days. Yes, exactly what happened. You were here for Game Two. I was, I was a little bit busy. Walk the walk the people through a little bit. I mean, are on the mound. <sighs> Looked fantastic. Game two was fun. Just shout out your organization as a whole because the Francisco Lindor, real grass, like blue hair. So gro- what's it called? Growing grass. Like what's the technical term? Growing grass. Growing grass. Yeah, it's, growing.
2: Yeah, I, would ju- I would just the best thing to grass. compare it to is a chia pet. That's what yes. I told my mom. Yeah, They're jealous just, I didn't get one. The
0: grassy bobblehead with the blue hair was a piece. Yeah, the stadium was rocking for that bobblehead. Like this was one that like you could really hear and feel the stadium like from the first pitch, which that was cool. Good promotion. Fans seemed to love it and packed the house on a Sunday, but. Scherzer really gutted out six scoreless innings. Yeah. Like he really, he really bared down and got one. Talked about a callus on his thumb after the game that had split, and he said that was the why his velocity was a little down. Also said that that was a reason he kind of changed his curveball grip a little bit. Hmm. Got some more velocity on it, a little less drop, and he threw it more than he'd thrown in any other game this season. Okay, And it, it got it got the m- most whiffs for any one of his pitches this game. And he wasn't really like missing that many bats really besides that curveball, but the Guardians couldn't score anything up. Lots of ground balls, lots of lazy fly balls. It was just just kind of went out there and pitched better. It's perfect. I mean, yeah. that's like you said gutted it out. Um mm-hmm. I think he compared having the callus on his thumb to like playing with a bum ankle in basketball. He's like it's just I can do it, but it's just not going to be the sharpest. So I think I think even himself was like excited about how well he probably pitched in this game. Yeah, and it just gave six scoreless innings. Like, <laughs> what's better than that? And we've been dying. We've been dying oh. for innings. Dying. Oh. Oh and especially God. on a doubleheader day when the bullpen has been used a lot recently because yeah, of these late of games. Yeah. Like, it's it's big to get those innings, and we'll talk about game three where we got those eight. Yeah, and and we didn't have a natural off day either. So yeah. That, that, like, just playing through Thursday, then that game on Friday being crazy, using a lot of the bullpen. This was, it was important to get these innings from the horses side. This is kind of what... The recipe was, like, this was the plan yes. heading into the season. Just, like, look at these two games as kind of one, like, amalgamation right now. It's like, we have these two incredible starting pitchers. We have a lineup that really has some oomph. Yeah. If these guys pitch to do what they have to do, get a couple big hits, and that's how you win baseball it's games. fun baseball team right how, there. That's how it was for 162 last year. <laughs> like, that, we, now we all starting to remember it, and... We scored in this game first for the first time in 14 games. Woo! The fact that we even won, won a bunch of these before that was unbelievable. The major, the major league record I think I heard on the radio when I was just going to the bathroom during this game was 24. Boston wow. Braves, way back in the day. That's how we dropped that one. Yeah, that's uh, that's deep. And best part about this is the Mets are thirteen and two. when scoring first, best win percentage in the whole league. Of course, just got to score first. Just more. got to score first. I mean, granted, we did give it like back at some point. Yeah. So it was. We it did. almost was in jeopardy there. But yeah, but before that, I mean, Gary Sanchez made his Mets debut too. El Kraken. Yeah, the Sanchez, the Sanchez, El yeah. Gary, it was, uh, the it Kraken. It was. It was pretty interesting to see him in a Mets uniform. Yes, yeah, something that I never thought i'd see never just really cuz I, I couldn't imagine a world where gary sanchez wasn't like the franchise catcher for the yankees mm-hmm. just with how hot he started but uh i mean he, he he takes a hard swing at the plate let me tell you he takes he, a hack he got the ribby that gave us No, he drew a walk before the ribby yes. i believe yeah but he was instrumental in the ribby process did get thrown out of home plate on a on a ballsy crazy ballsy yeah. <laughs> and he, you get you try to knock the ball out give him credit for that he was really close good slide yeah well, it was got the knee in the chest but vogie also has been catching a lot of heat he got on base three times in this game scored yep. the run put put a pretty nice game together Brandon Nemo hit the longest home run he's hit in his career at home, 442 feet. Longest ever of his career, 449, but that was in course field. So I'm going to make the executive decision not to count it yeah, yeah. or just knock 10 feet off it. So this was now the longest home run of his career. On to the Shea Bridge. Dude, shout out to uh, talking to my dad. Because when when this happened, my dad was like, oh, he's, he's going to go yard. Like I, I got that feeling he's going to be aggressive. And it seems like these relievers maybe haven't done as much research on Brandon Nimmo and maybe I don't think it's about research. No, I but I think I think there is a real thing of like we've we've talked about this too, where Brandon Nemo after the first at bat is ready to attack. And it seems like specifically when a pitcher comes into the game for the first batter, they just kind of groove a fastball to Brandon Nimmo because they're probably like this is the most patient guy in the league. He's not swinging. I can do a get me over fastball, and he jumped all over it from Eli Morgan, who's just pumping ninety two, <laughs> and he has four home runs this year. Two came on the first pitch, dude. When he's aggressive, he's he's really. I mean, he's just a good baseball player. That's really what it is. Brandon yeah. Mo's really good guys. I mean, there's a reason he got paid the big bucks. And then just rough right after this, Adam Alavino, who's been struggling, yeah. especially gets a very lefty heavy lineup. We've said this a few times. Game one from 3-0 to 4-3 like that. Yeah. That was kind of brutal. Quick. Yeah. Jose Ramirez is a really good baseball player. He's a very good baseball player. You guys didn't watch on Sunday, a two home runs and a double (laughs) header. The guy's awesome. People got really restless. Very. I I was sitting down in the corner by the World's Fair Market because where I get all my gluten-free goodies. (laughs) And there was this pair of fans in front of me who stayed during that inning, were just going back and forth about how agitated they were with the team, waited for the inning to end. Just to boo, and then walked out. Good. Get out of and here. And I was so happy they left. There Good. were so many fans freaking out when the Mets just blew lead late in the game. Like, they hadn't watched baseball this whole week. Yeah. They didn't know the Mets were the comeback kings now. <laughs> the comeback kids. <laughs> and, and, and within five minutes, Brett the drew a walk, Starling Marte, the home run. We were winning again. Yeah. And that was the ball game. Yeah, no, that was great. Starling Marte's first extra base hit, I think, since April 19th or something. 14th. 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 more. Okay, but I mean, listen. We we saw that he had been hitting the ball a little bit harder recently too, so it's and nice to see him elevate the ball, taking better at bats too, taking better at bats. And he put it to that new right field little fence over yes, there, which I nice. say we haven't been using it a, a lot. One, it's yeah. a good one. It's a good one to use. That was good. I mean, it was really cool that we just did that comeback, made the play, win the series. We win, win the, the series. series. So me and James, we're texting. I got a always. question for you guys. It's okay. okay. a
1: scoring question. So David Robertson blew the lead, right? Gives yeah. up the home run. Yeah. Then has the lead. Top nine, one, two, three, four. I think one guy reached, but whatever. He yeah. doesn't break. What do you guys think about this idea? Don't give him the win so no one gets the win and give him the save. Because he gets a win and not a save. John, you're me, a big
2: no participation trophies guy. <laughs> yeah. like.
1: No, I think, that, I think that the save is more indicative of what you did than the win there. No, for sure. Like, I, 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 I don't, say don't say disagree, but someone has to get the win then. No, yeah. why?
0: I, I don't know. It's why? We way... randomly
1: assign wins when, when a guy is in complete five? Tired of these it's millennials not...
2: getting wins, right, John?
0: <laughs> 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 it's not random when the guys get a win. Just the guy who's on the mound when the team takes the lead gets a win. There's nothing random about it.
1: Well, I mean, that's just an antiquated way of giving out the win. How about the I'm guy that was pitching before him? I'm lying That's beforehand? antiquated, but I still think someone should get the win. It's it would be game. weird, yeah. Yeah, right, someone right, so the Then win. what if the guy before him gets the win and he gets to save? Scherzer probably should, should have gotten got the win. In, in Scherzer in should all, get the win. In Scherzer all, all seriousness,
0: we know that the win should be based on the pitcher that does the majority of the bulk work and like actually wins the game. Like who pitched what? the most valuable the, the, innings? The win probably should be somewhat subjective. It'd be hard to do that because there's different people scoring in every ballpark, and there is like just. Based on the fact of like how much money and time is invested in Make fantasy baseball and gambling and like people have things riding yeah, on wins. Gambling. That's the problem. I gambling. remember when we had the seven inning double headers I was really frustrated that mm. they didn't change
1: the win rule. Four innings it yes. should have been, yeah. Because you would
0: like in fantasy baseball, you're really looking for that win, you're teaming for that
1: win. Quality start should have been four out of the seven innings. Yeah. Everything needs to shift maybe, to scale. Maybe
0: not quality start because I had like maybe that, but just the fact that pitcher managers would handle their pitchers differently because the game was two innings shorter yeah. and you still had to go five innings for the win, that was frustrating. Happy we don't have those anymore. Definitely.
1: Change the win rule, that's what I say. Yeah, 100%.
0: Let the Mets Up Podcast pick every single win in baseball for every single team. Yes, I doubt (laughs) it. Scroll through the box score in the morning, make our picks. I'll add it to my resume. (laughs) I'll add it to my resume. (laughs) Select wins. Game three, your boy drove in. I haven't drove to a Mets game. Probably a while. Probably since pre-COVID. You came from home? Came from Jersey. You're crazy. Yeah, I drove from Jersey. I'm Listen... For the boys, you're crazy. Origin blue. Why? I gotta watch these kids play. You're crazy. Get some butts in the seats. The, the, the movement from where we grew up in Westfield, New Jersey, from Route 22 to the I-78. I to, took to I 95. Took one, I took one in nine. Wow, one in nine. I went one in uh, 22. One in nine to <laughs> seven to 80. Is 80 a thing, I think 95 is what gets you to the GW. No, I know, but it like, you know, took what do you me know about 80? Jersey Highways?
2: I don't know, dude. I mean, honestly, you're losing, you're losing all the New Yorkers right now because <laughs> I am very confused. And a I fun did. Jersey thing that John has brought over to New York. I heard John talking to somebody about Brooklyn and how to get around, and he was going by exits. Yeah, oh, I know that was that's crazy. crazy. That they have exits
1: on the BQ. I no wait, like, nobody does no that here. Well, then how no. do you describe it? You say the
2: street, say well, the where, street. where
1: you're going. Then why have the exit number? The exit is there for, for GPS and stuff, but you don't say to your fight. friends. <laughs> That's ridiculous. No, That's they, absurd. No, you're, no, you're being you can't ridiculous. The street name's <laughs> not even on the sign. It's just right. a number and no words. Let the no, people decide. In New people York City,
2: do you ever go by an exit number or do you know just say exit. a street? I don't know New York. I know zero exits.
0: I think I know... Uh, the one I my BQE exit is Metropolitan Ave. I actually I don't even. If you gave me seven guesses for the number, I have no clue. I'm not gonna say my exit because I don't want to dox myself. But I I thought my exit was number one, but it's, I think it's like twenty something.
2: It's I go by the street number of the exit. Yeah, percent. I, I go by the name. 100%. Jersey the Jersey, you go on, by the exit number. Yes, it is in yeah. Brooklyn. It's Metropolitan. It's whatever. It's not, not 26.
1: McGinnis. Whatever. Not 26. McGinnis. All right. Hamilton Ave is number twenty six. I, I know that. Let the people decide. Yeah, let the people decide. Yeah, but but
0: I drove. Sucking <laughs> a, a ton of traffic. It was horrible. The GW, the Grand Central. It's, it's chaos. Yeah, it was chaos. But uh, it was nice to drive a car again. Yeah, yeah Probably, that's all yeah. I wanted. That, cool that's all I car. wanted to say. Yeah. Park, park, yeah. <laughs> Parking was nice and easy. I got a great spot. Nice, great spot. Great spot. Great spot. L- great spot. What? Let's talk about Justin Verlander. Yeah, Justin Verlander, man. There he the is. Day. Exactly what we needed. This was incredible. Six days after leaving the stadium to booze. Yeah. He threw 8 innings, 5 strikeouts, no walks, which was amazing. Sick. I think only about 5 hard hit balls. Jose Ramirez to the tank in the first inning to, to the coat corner That was one of the highest I've seen a ball go up the coat corner in in, in a long time. Hit it pretty far. Pretty far. It was a really good home run. It was also it seemed like he almost got the inside of the bat too. It was crazy. It's crazy how quick he gets those wrists around the, a high inside pitch. Talented. But no, he's he's so fantastic, but from there it was just it was nonstop. He got he retired the last 10 batters he faced, 20 of the last 21. Fastball, then some sliders and curve mixed in. His last pitch of the game, also his fastest at 96 miles an hour. That's a thing that he loves to do. I remember yeah. there was a great Foolish Baseball video. Uh, that's kind of when he started to blow up a little bit. was about Justin Verlander's, I believe, no-hitter. And on his 100th pitch, he threw 100 miles an hour at that time, which was the hardest pitch he had thrown. I mean, that's just that's just superhuman stuff. You don't really hear about pitchers g- gaining velocity in a game. No, and that's just a superstar doing his thing. Longest outing by a Mets starting pitcher this season. This is a big one from John. Love this stat. First Met. Age four, the year older, the complete eight innings since big sexy. There you go. Bartolo Colon. Hell yeah. Yeah. And it was, this game was also like one nothing, like deep for a while. Bieber pitched well. Justin pitched well. Where are you now when I need you? <laughs> and kind of had that feeling that something was going to happen though. Which is so different than if you would have asked me that a week ago. Yeah, and for those of you keeping track at home, the estimate was real close. Real tight <laughs> It was at 10. It was at 10 coming into this game. It's Shout out one listener actually uh, tweeted me about it. He was like, oh, you need a couple bases for the extra match yeah. I was like, I know, man. It was at 10. <laughs> we know I forgot Francisco Lindor existed. You did. And I completely forgot to count for it's him. I did run. tell you 14 man. was the number I would have picked. Yeah, you would have hit it. 14 was the number that got it because Francisco Lindor hit that huge opposite field home run. Two to strikes. I looked at you. I said... Happy to lose the estimate if this ball goes out here. And you said, give me a little single, get the leadoff man." I said, no, home run. You did say home run. I, said, I I'll be happy to give up that home run there and let you take the estimate, which is big because Lindor, we know, has been a little bit hot and cold. Extra basic machine, of course. and RBI machine. Yes, but did have a good little series. Yep. Four of his seven home runs this year come with two strikes, which is crazy. That is nuts. That's crazy. Maybe that's kind of what's going on with him a little bit where he kind of maybe is giving up some of the two-strike approach to just keep the power. Hmm. Interesting. You know? Yeah, like, but imagine if he had f- three more singles instead of four more home runs. I would, I prefer the home runs much more. I prefer the home runs. They'd literally changed his game today. God, tied, five for fourteen with a homer and a double in this series against his former team. It's good. And City Field got rocking after this. I mean, he had two game winning hits. <sighs> could you imagine trading for trading him? N- never, <laughs> never could imagine trading Francisco anymore. Again, a lot, a lot was made last year of Andres Jimenez. How oh, we an can amazing say it year. now? Yeah, we, we can. We're done playing them. Thank God. God. I'm not saying he's not a good player. I'm not saying he won't have a good career. But it looks. Pretty obvious. He doesn't exactly have the superstar potential that he had last year. A certain uh, farmer uh, yeah. that works for a publication who's supposed to be selling his four, farm any day four now, Four Leather Publication. Yeah, was uh. Oh, I get it. Was talking about <laughs> how the how the it. Guardians the Guardians clearly won this trade. Yeah, blasphemy, mm-hmm. blasphemy, yeah. absolutely insane. Don't trust the word out that guy's mouth. No, never. Never. I mean, we're waiting for the farm. Yeah, once the farm sells, I'll we'll start listening again. We're good, and then. Jeff McNeil, go-ahead, sacrifice, fly, a little rally. Started by Alvarez. Marte came in. Razor-thin pickoff moves right there. Wow. (laughs) Bieber has a good one. Bieber and Bybee. Two of the best moves in baseball from the right side. That feels like something Terry Francona would really love. Yeah, love pickoffs. Love a good pickoff. But we also saw the new rule come into play because Bieber burned both of his pickoffs against Marte. Oh, oh. Yes. And then the second he burned them both, Marte got his jump. Lindor swung on the pitch. Hit and run. Yep. Vacated the hole. And then we got the first and third right there, and then that was it. Manufacturing some runs—that's some—that's the old school way. I know. <laughs> oh, OS for life. <laughs> oh, OS for life. <laughs> Got to shout out, big time, Tommy, because Tommy Fam was hitting the ball, scorching the ball into the ground today. The guy just really—he <laughs> can't buy one. It's making me so annoyed. Oh, Got to do it the old school <laughs> way. Oh, OS for life. Hitting the ball too hard. <laughs> no, we had, we had 12 hard hit balls against Bieber. Yeah, 12. We were hitting the ball hard. Everything. Nimmo had three himself. Fam had three himself. Like God, we were right on him. We only got the two, but two was all we needed. And also, we got to shout out the tea, the team master, Francisco Alvarez. Got the inning started with the hit, too. Dripping intake. Dripping, <laughs> dripping intake. Got- so much. And then, ninth inning after Justin Verlander gives us eight spectacular innings, we go to Brooks Raley for the second time in the day. Impressive. I, I can't remember that happening too often. Lefty heavy lineup. Really cool that he was able to do that, dig deep, and get this team this win. Good process. Good I got process. Got good Thrust names the process.
1: You. I got some good names. Throw it. The last pitchers happened in the same game, actually. Last Mets pitchers to pitch in both games of a doubleheader. 2017 Mets oh, so boy start thinking start thinking uh Drew Gagneau no he was 2018 okay yeah good name though Yeah. good bad, name bad pitcher solid good name though it's
0: 2017 I can't remember 2017 I can't remember this bullpen right now
1: how about uh, uh one was a mainstay in the Met bullpen from okay. like 14 to 17 or Jerry 18. Jerry familia no but in that from, same from 14? Oh, uh, I was pro. I'm a big Hansel guy, by the yeah, way. Hansel always had some. Hansel was, Hansel was,
0: he, some juice. Hansel he was, was good. Yeah, 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 but he always a lot of yo, tea though. a Lot of tea, a lot a lot of tea. Of, and he threw hard.
1: Oh yeah, he did. The other Josh Smoker. Oh, hadn't happened since then. Yeah, we I I mean, that makes sense. Yeah,
0: is a rare, rare feat, especially with all the double uh, double headers we played recently. That's actually shocking, but yeah, huge, huge from Brooks Rayleigh. Yes, and he made the. Just nifty little backhand flip. I mean, what a play! Great day to be a Brooks. Shout out Brooks Koepka winning the uh, winning the PGA. Brooksy baby, Brooksie. That has a mi- beautiful flip right there. Also, that was off of Quan, I believe. Yeah, gets down the line really Speedy. well. Yeah, and not the guy you want on to lead off an inning when no. you have a one run lead. Also, Huge. shout out to the Mets attacking the Cleveland Guardians' weak arms in the outfield, yes, specifically all the hardo that is Miles Straw. Yes, <laughs> couldn't make a th- couldn't make a throw. He can't reach. No, <laughs> and, I mean Brooks rally has been hot since he came back too. He has this couple bad outings, but 1.38 ERA in his last fifteen appearances. That's been a good, really good addition to this bullpen. It's just a great way to end a fantastic series. Best series of the year, I think, for the I, Mets. I thought it was, too. Because this is a second sweep since the other one was the A's, but that doesn't really count. That doesn't count. That yeah. doesn't really count. Not the same. No, i got to buy Marcus Steak for that. Yeah, it's, oh, it's going to suck. It's going to be eating good in December. Like You've I'm given up? You. You've given up? Basically, I mean. It's they, over. They, Nationals are playing good baseball, they're, too. They're, A's, they're, they're, the A's are on a 35-win pace.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Nats are... I see it with the Nationals. We're not going to talk about that, but... Yeah, we'll, no. we'll talk about yeah. the next time. Yeah. yeah, but now we're ready for the estimate.
0: Well, yeah, let's rip it, John. What do you got for us? We know James won. So James won, it back. so
1: it's back to within one, yep. which is fun. We got um, whiteboards today. We got... I brought the whiteboards. I came prepared. Brought these guys water, keeping them hydrated. You guys brought your own water. Yeah, John was on the... Johnny on the spot today. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Long day, got <laughs> in strong. Nickname. All right, yeah, Mets going to Chicago. How about this? This is kind of weird. All three games in Chicago were night games. Is that even legal in Wrigleyville? I
0: hate it. the is Cubs are famous for playing day games. I know Vito does not love Sorry, that. Sorry, Vito, don't love that. It's going to be no. a late night on 8 Thursday. eight o'clock. Thursday game. It's you know, tough. you know they're playing extras on Thursday too. It's
2: going to happen, especially because I'm guessing John's about to bring up how the Mets perform at regular. Vito four, Nah.
0: Four no, today. This was 100 for you. I never said this game is flying. He, didn't. I
1: said it. I said it every inning. And guess what? Game two. Uh-huh. What's wrong with you? Do you know how long game two He's was? Here about you, even me he saying knows. this game is flying. He's and I guess, yeah, go ahead. Two hours and seven minutes. Six minutes. But where'd you see that?
0: Okay. Did you say the game is? flying the Francisco Alvarez night? Yep. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I sure oh, did. it was I mean, flying. That was a good, one. That that was was, a good I one. I said we need to slow down. Yeah,
2: you did. Oh, Friday night, I got up to my I got to my seats at like the fifth inning, and I was like I basically it was didn't see this game. I didn't see this entire game. And then <laughs> yeah. Somehow I saw an entire game.
1: <laughs> yeah, the, this tonight's game, that being so short, with extra long inning breaks even. Yeah, yeah national The clock is set at 2.40 yeah. for a national game. Incredible. Anyway, back to estimate. Chicago, here we come. Deep dish, sucks. Portillo's, Hot dogs aren't... I don't eat them. They're bad for you. All right. <laughs> That's you don't true. like pizza is pretty good. No, I like pizza, but deep dish is D- not pizza. Deep dish deep is casserole. Deep dish casseroles. is good casseroles. for
0: what it's good for. It tastes good. Yes, but it's not, it's not just pizza. Not pizza. Yeah. John, you don't like pizza. Know you know you okay. said just that. It's Domino's. Isn't pizza, I mean, it tastes good. Right. I just don't, in, yeah, I don't
1: uh, partake in it. So the Cubs partake. got some big hitters, right? Christopher Morell has come up and he's hit some tanks. Hit some Patrick nukes. Wisdom hits tanks. Ian Hap's hit some tanks also this yeah, year. Got a lot of power. Obviously, we know about the big bats on the Mets. Francisco Alvarez has hit a couple 420-plus feet. Pete Alonso hit one, what, I think, 443 yeah. on Thursday. Nemo so, 442 today. Nemo 442 today. Nemo hit his first career home run against Jason Hamill and the Cubs back in 2016. It okay. all comes full circle. So this is a simple one. You guys tell me. What is the longest home run going to be in this series? Longest home run in this series. In this series. James, okay. I got it pulled up already. The longest on a player from either team is Morrell. He hit one 461 feet. That's wow. so far. He's yeah. only
0: been up for like two weeks. Too. Yeah, he has he's been.
1: Really, he's really on fire. <laughs> yep. Oh, Pete hit one 446 on Thursday. His his uh, bomb to straightaway center was 446. All right, I got my guess. Tommy Fams hit a 433-foot homer. Francisco and Doris hit one 439. I Brett like Beatty best. hit one, uh, 4:30 against the Braves. I got mine too.
0: Are right, we ready to roll? Yeah.
1: John, three. Count. Two, one. Bang! What do you? Ge- I got 4:29. Oh,
0: 4:20. Wow, <laughs> nice, nice, yeah. nice, 4:20. Yeah, cool. I think that's a good number. All right, so now we're we're over under 4:24 and a half. Yeah. Right, Can't cool. have a tie. Cool. can 425, a tie. you win? Yep, 424 and 424 a half. 424 or lower, I win. I've been over all these. You've been under all I these. I know. What's happening? It's weird. Yeah, it's very it's just different. Been a weird, 2023 is a weird year. Yeah, it's been weird so far. We're not we're on not our groove yet. No, not yet. I mean, the Mets just started winning, so yeah. we'll get back. It's okay. It's only May. Should we okay. uh, nice. talk about David Peterson real quick before we preview the uh, next series? Yeah, I want to talk about him briefly. David Peterson on a day where Tyler Glasnow and who else was the other guy who pitched in the Triple A today? Oh, uh, it was Glasnow and someone else quite yeah, good. He was good. Who was uh, it? Who was it? You like him. Yeah, I do like him. Gavin Williams. Gavin Williams. I mean, Gavin Williams, one of the best prospects in baseball. Tyler Glaston, one of the best pitchers in baseball. All through starts for their tr- respective AAA teams today. David Peterson had the most whiffs in the entire league. All AAA. We're pro David yep. Peterson here. 22 whiffs, through eight innings, had nine strikeouts. He pitched against a Norfolk Tides team that has the most runs scored in the entire, with the Eastern League, right? Eastern, called, Eastern League. Colin Cowser didn't play, though, as a lefty, against a lefty, but his slider was a little bit tighter and had much more drop. And he got a lot of whiffs. And again, he got three innings and nine strikeouts. Ed, Mark and I looked a little bit at like different, comparing some of his mechanics versus his last start. His hands were tighter. His stride looked a little bit longer and looked a little bit bigger backswing on his follow-through. So it's a little more athletic. I want to see a couple more stars coming down there. I want to see him find his consistency and get back and help this team because we know he can. Those hands were back to being high and mm-hmm. just staying there. And I love to see that because his hands are moving a lot. So yes. good stuff from David Peterson. Really good. That's our brief little minor league talk there. Touch touch on David Pierce. We're due so. for a minor league recap. We're waiting for when we're, something isn't Yeah, we were, we were also going to last week, but then the start, Mets started being fun again. So yeah. we're back. So we're back. Let's go ahead and preview this next series against the Cubs. John talked about it. We got the three night games out in Chicago. Great, great think, baseball town. I think they're all seven 740. I'm, yeah, on, they I'm are. on schedule right now. I'm going to double check. Great it. baseball town. Yeah. Wrigleyville, if you have a chance to go out there, is an absolute blast. Uh, shout out to the Cubs. Just just a fun little organization. Good, good little organization.
2: Yeah. 30th anniversary of Rookie of the Year. Wow. And oh, who was the villain in movie. that movie
0: uh he was a met Mike the guy. Mets yeah,
1: yeah the Mets. yeah and they, they he's were still alive too we looked and he, he was a, he's not I was wrong oh are you serious I was wrong
2: uh, how <laughs> do you how do you mess that up I looked up the wrong guy oh, that's <laughs> tough the wrong player in the... The wrong... There was many Mets players in the movie, but... You,
1: you told me he was alive with conviction. I know, and I was, I,
0: I was <laughs> pitching something that... Uh, and then was that he, never,
1: you never <laughs> followed up and told me that you found out after the fact that, that he
0: wasn't. That guy... You should get the picture in here if you can. He's probably the most well-cast movie character of all time. Yeah. Yeah. Just a big, burly power hitter. Was he the one who was a pitcher, too? I think, like... No, nah, I don't think so. Well, there was some guy who ended up being, like, a hitter villain in movies. It might have been Parkman. Maybe that's from Major League. No, Parkman he- was a catcher. Okay. Mm-hmm. Jack Parkman, Major yeah, Jack League Parkman. Two. Yeah, but, no, but I think he was a real pitcher. Oh, and he ended okay. up being a movie guy hitting. I'll look it up
1: right yeah, now. Yeah, look There's it up. Rookie of the year. We're going to rank things here. Rookie of the year, Little Big League, Angels in the Outfield. Oh, that's easy. It's rookie easy. of the year, Little Big League, Angels Whoa. in the Outfield. I'm 100% with you on that. Ooh, no, no contest I'm anywhere. rookie
0: of the year. Angels in the Outfield, a little bit. I think Angels in the really, Outfield you is like overrated trash. Pico Crow Armstrong is really? no longer
1: a Mets, so, you know. That's really, a hot take. I just guess, but His there's the, meaning the mom to that movie. movie. I know, but it's, still,
0: it's still a fun movie. Oh, it's a fun. Oh, I love it. It's I a mean, great movie. Conceptually, when I was like oh, 11, I so discovered sick that to movie. I was like a child's manager. That's what I mean. Like, I, that's what I want to do. Yeah. It, I want that to be me right now. Angels in the Outfield, though, is just. Angels in the Outfield is great. No, guys, there's meaning
1: there. There's meaning to that movie. Angels in the Outfield. It's a great movie. It's a great movie. You're. You're pooping on it.
0: I, th- I mean, I thought, I thought, well, here's the thing. Out of those three, if I want to personify myself, as I did when I was 10 and watched That's all these fair. movies for the first time, it's like, I can play baseball, I can manage baseball, or I can just watch some spirituality in center field. I mean, we all agree. Rookie of the year, though, cleared number one. Banger. Yeah. Complete banger. Only because the pitching Roland coach. Gardner. Rolling
2: Gardner. Yeah. The pitching
1: coach. I want to yeah, answer well, your guys'
2: question before. Brad definitely. Leslie... He was in uh, he was in Little Big League and he was in Mr. Baseball. That okay. is the pitcher who went on to become an actor. Mm. He played for the Cincinnati Reds, mm. the Milwaukee Brewers, and the Honkyu Braves huh. in Japan.
0: Yes. This is gonna be kind of funny, but shout out Jim Brown, passed away over the weekend. Football player became an actor. Yes. And one of the greatest of all time. Yeah. On and off the field. Just say that. But Cubs. Preview the Cubs series here. Uh, Tuesday night, got off well, well, well-deserved off day on of Monday for everybody out there. Hope the boys need the boys are sleeping well. Yeah, tonight. <laughs> we're gonna sleep really well tonight. Kodai Sanger versus Drew Smiley, former favorite of mine. He's really gone on to be really annoying against the Mets in a couple games yeah. in his career. Tyler McGill versus old friend Marcus Stroman Wednesday evening. That's gonna be a fun one for everybody. And then third, we missed him last year, right? Yes, or maybe we might have called him once. Or we missed no, him. I both. don't think we got Stroman. I don't think we did either. Yeah, he was hurt a little. And then Carlos Carrasco versus Jameson Tyone in the last game of the series. Tyone has been getting hit. Not been very good Got so far. Got beat up in Philly. That, that's all we can say. That's he, all we're going to say. His, his stats that he already has have not been great. Stroman actually has been good. Yeah. He's no, putting he's, together I a nice mean, bounce back season. He's a good season. pitcher. He's a yeah. good pitcher. Whatever you want to think about him as a, like, as a Met fan, that's fine, but he's a good pitcher. Yeah, and it's a good chance we miss Cody Bellinger in this series. He's on the IL retroactive at the beginning of last week, so okay. I think actually actually will miss him every single game. But he's having... Huge bounce back season. He yep. looks fantastic again. Say Suzuki's a good ball player. Say Suzuki's awesome. Ian Happ's a good ball player. Patrick Wisdom hits the ball hard, but he also swings and misses at an insane rate. We know all about Pretty Boy Dansby. Pretty Boy Dansby. I, I mean, can't stand. Oh God. Gorgeous head of hair. I really don't want to look at that guy on my TV. I, actually, I do. James James Swanson is his name. <laughs> James Swanson. <laughs> yeah, James Swanson. We'll we'll call by his real name. Yeah. James. Nico but Horner's a damn good ball player. He's such a just a baseball player. Yeah, he makes he does great does a lot plays of in the field. Well. And Christopher Morel, he's like. They're Francisco Alvarez guy. Chris, Christopher Morrell is... He's a lot older now. For sure. I think he's like 24. He's got the vibes. He's got the he's, vibes. Christopher Morrell just goes up there and takes packs. And throws the ball 104. And really fast. He's like an athletic specimen playing baseball. Say, Say Suzuki's sneakily become one of like the more underrated players in the whole league. Very I think good. he's fantastic. He Very walks good. a lot. He just strike out a little bit, but he makes a lot of quality contacts. got five home runs this year in 33 games. He's a really good baseball player. Their bullpen a bullpen. It's a bullpen. It their is bullpen, a bullpen. Their bullpen is a bullpen. Did they, um, they ju- didn't they? did they just get rid of Michael Fulmer? They may have. I wanted to shout out one guy in this bullpen who actually just got called up a week or so ago. Jeremiah Estrada. Jeremiah Estrada. I, that, I told yeah. you about him in the offseason. He did. He has a crazy story. He pitched like 14 total innings in the last like five years just from a series oh of God. arm issues. And he... Is so his fastball is so unbelievably good. Huh. Explodes out of his hand. He's, he's got one of those cool, like, sh- like small approach angles with the exploding fastball with a good carry and hop, and it's just it's really rising on you. It's 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 wild pitch. Huh. And they also got Mark Lyon in this bullpen who has a really good changeup, one of the more unique pitches in baseball. Gets a lot of drop on it, it's a really good pitch. And yes. Adbert Alza, like converted starter, is a pretty good release. those three are by far the best relievers in that bullpen and probably the only ones that with a, like legit redeeming quality right now. Nice. Yeah. Cubs preview. Not bad. Cubs preview. Let's beat them. Yeah, Stay eh? hot. Keep playing good baseball. Good things will happen. Yep. Good things will happen. So I think, I think that's all we got for today, fellas. I don't do the outro anymore. No, you don't do the outro. So I have a question
1: for you guys real quick. Johnny of course. Boy. Is Martha Stewart really 81? Did you guys know that?
0: Yeah, I know. Cover it's, the Sports Illustrated Swimsuit She's edition. 81. Good for Martha. Yeah.
2: What are, you, what are you saying, John? Good for Martha. Do you want somebody to say hi to Martha Stewart for
1: you? Like you wanted to say hi to somebody? No, no. I just, I came across that. And I was just like thoughts of thoughts with John today.
0: Yeah, just yeah, this is very this is very topic <laughs> for the <laughs> Honestly, Mets John, podcast. That's the
2: weirdest thing anybody's ever said. I want to throw this in before we no, get No, this out is of crazy.
0: Here. Yeah, John, John just stopped the outro of the podcast to just talk about Martha Stewart. No, she's I'm hanging just, with the boys. I yeah, mean, it feels
1: like yesterday. She didn't she go to jail for something? She did. I think like she I actually think tax served time in prison. Something.
0: Yeah, she was in jail. She's a legend. Yeah. it was
1: point shaving.
0: Was <laughs> <it>? <laughs> Her show with Snoop Dogg. Did not make that many episodes of it? But fire. Back in the day, the cooking show, her and Snoop Dogg, really fucking good. Yeah, oh, Red right Rally. Mm, we almost oh, had a clean almost a whole episode. It wasn't me. Almost got the whole episode. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. Oh, was saying, me. Uh, wasn't me. Well, yeah. John got us off topic. John started talking about Martha Stewart. I, I just I lost
1: my focus. <laughs> just fired Close up. the episode. Close Before the episode. I can't believe she's 81.
0: Yeah, John can't believe she's 81. That's uh, you know, that's might have to start doing a list because <laughs> that was crazy. Hey, Martha Stewart's 81. Can you guys believe it? <laughs> but. Thank you guys so much for watching and listening to the Messed Up Podcast. If you want to hear more, you know, subscribe to us. Follow us on all social media at Messed Up. You can follow Mark at... Giraffe Neck Mark with a C. You can follow me at James underscore Shiano. Shout out John Vito, producer and statistician. Having a great time out here. Shout out, out Brian here. on the camera. Shout out Brian on the camera. <laughs> having a great time. These winning episodes in person. Having a blast. What do you got out there? Just as Messed Up. At Messed Up. a good idea. Wow. All yeah, right. So thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. And we'll catch you after the Cub series. Peace. See you next time.